Hello, friends. It's me, Nicole, or Nick. You can call me whichever. Did you think things looked a little bit different now? It's because I removed all of the film reviews, left the interviews, and decided let's start anew. It's never too late to have a new beginning, right? I thought in some of the film reviews that they were not as positive as I wanted them to be, and I didn't want anyone to think oh, wow, she doesn't like me because she doesn't like my movie. Because actually, you end up in life meeting many of the people you talk about. So I feel like I just needed a fresh start. And with that in mind, I wanted to have a really cool guest on. I didn't know who to invite. And lo and behold, Naila Harvey was on Twitter and wanted to be a podcast guest. So I said, why not? This is just perfect timing. Naila Harvey's entire profession is about putting together books for people who feel overwhelmed or just don't feel they have strengths in that area. So I don't know a lot about that. I have done publishing somewhat a long time ago, but I've never done it to this extent. And I think we can all learn a lot from this, whether you end up hiring Miss Harvey or someone like her, or you just go out on your own and do it. You will learn a lot today. So I am going to present Miss Harvey now and take it away. First of all, thank you, Nicole, for having me. As you can tell by my voice, I am excited and honored to be a guest on your podcast. And hello to everyone listening. My name is Naila. I'm a 10-time published author, book editor, and book coach who, simply put, helps writers bring their words to life. Now, more specifically, I work with industry leaders, so those in charge within their specific industry, your high performers, I work with you to help you organize and package your expertise into a brandable, if I can say it that way, a brandable, influential nonfiction book. Hence the motive behind my signature book coaching program, Book to Influence, which we'll talk about in this episode, um, in which I'm helping emerging authors go from writing a book to increasing their influence with said book. How does your process change from each client's when you work with someone. Yes, I try to create systems for onboarding clients and project workflows, no matter the service or the client. This is somewhat possible due to a streamlining of services. For example, I only offer book editing, which is more of a done for you service and one on one book coaching, which is sort of like a hybrid done for you and done with you because I do offer book editing within the coaching program. So because I only offer two services at the time, it's very uh, minimal as far as like what how I serve my clients, the things that I serve to my clients or what I offer my clients rather. So this allows me to have processes that don't change much. I can sort of like manage the processes because the variables are few. And it's also possible for me to not change so much because I have an in-depth screening process allowing me to work with similar clients, aka my ideal client, those with similar goals, similar backgrounds, like the similar demographics. Eventually, I would like to scale my business to consist of group coaching and digital courses, you know, more hands-off services, but that requires clear SOPs or standard operating procedures. That's it. I'm aware that no matter how customary my processes are, I still have an individual approach to each client as we're all unique in some ways. We're all human. For example, we all learn differently. My years in the classroom taught me that. Like you can teach one lesson in multiple ways to cater to visual learners, audio learners, kinesthetic learners, or social learners. So the same can be said for business. The goals may be similar, 
but the personality and the person may be different. So as much as I like to control the process um, and I do by using systems um, or sort of like CRMs or project management tools, I still take into consideration that each person is different. How might you work differently if someone is writing a chapter on hard topics? Think sexual orientation, poverty, or violence. And I want to say before people think, oh, she's just trying to be cool and ask these questions. This is not in my notes. Those are all actual things that I grew up uh, meeting people affected by them. And particularly in the Chicago area and the Midwest as a whole, we have extreme wealth next to extreme poverty. It's a real thing and it's unbelievable. So I'm always amazed by people who overcome poverty to become success stories. I imagine I would try to be as unbiased and objective as possible. I'd remind myself often to focus on the role, like focus, focus on what's to be focused on, um, whether the service requires for me to be a book editor or a book coach. I would focus on helping the client achieve the desired promise of my service, be it an edited or polished book or a completed manuscript. I would also be thorough in the screening and onboarding process. Thorough because I want to be sure that the business relationship is mutual and comfortable for both parties. That's the key. Comfortable for both parties. You know, there's someone for everyone. I might not be the service provider for um, someone and that's okay. And they may not be my client and that's okay as well. I never want people to feel like their thoughts, opinions, experiences or encounters are being judged or even debated. That is never, never my goal. I never want people to feel like they don't have to, or feel like they have to rather defend their words. That's the complete opposite of my mission statement. That's the opposite of bringing words to life. Therefore, I think I would try to avoid putting myself and others in that position. In a time of earning success and often money from the web, reality shows, social media, and writing mainstream media articles, what is the value of writing and selling a book for people who are not in academic careers? Well, the value is impacting many people at one time by packaging your expertise into written form. Let's say you're a lead nurse or a physician assistant or someone, some leader in the healthcare industry, an industry that is highlighted in these times as we navigate life in a quote unquote post pandemic world. Um, and in this example, you want to give back without compromising your time and energy, right? Here's my advice. Write a book about how you landed your job to help aspiring nurses and aspiring physician assistants overcome that employment obstacle to thrive in their careers, AKA help more people quicker. You know, that's like a low hanging fruit way of increasing your influence. It doesn't have to be about the money. It doesn't have to be about the business. It doesn't have to be about the book sales. Now, these are all possible when writing a very strategic book, but it can simply be about the impact. Is there a right way to talk about things you have done without offending any companies or people you have worked with? I don't know that there's a right way to not offend anyone or any company because your truth, my truth, your experiences, my experiences, they may be offensive to someone else, no matter how you talk about it. That's just, you know, the nature of the beast. But, 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 
but I feel that everything should be said in love while doing your best to consider others. Why would someone hire a coach to write a book instead of completing the full process themselves? This is easy. Time and strategy. A coach will help you cut the learning curve in half, which will cut your time of completion in half. I have worked with um, authors who've been writing their book for five plus years. And we knocked that thing out in like months. And it goes to show that, oh, you can go a long way with a little guidance, a little strategy, which is my next answer, um, and a little bit of accountability. A coach will not only help you write a book, but a purposeful book, a book that will help you build your brand and or business. A book that'll help you land speaking engagements and or be a great addition to your product suite, time and strategy. Who doesn't want their time to be valued and who doesn't want the strategy to cut the learning curve in half? When you say this is done via training sessions, how long does this take? The time itself and the number of meetings. What should a client expect? Well, my book to influence coaching program is currently a three month one on one program with online trainings, online curriculum and templates, which are all supported by my weekly one hour coaching sessions. And the sessions are virtually they typically happen via Zoom. It's almost like a hybrid course, which I found to be most helpful to keep clients engaged outside of our designated Zoom sessions, you know, to keep that retention level high. A client should expect I would say a client should expect 90 consecutive days of focused learning and writing. This is teamwork. I'll lend my undivided attention and expertise in exchange for my clients, undivided attention and adaptability. This is a new process for most. Book coaching is a new process for most, especially the way that I approach it. So the clients who have had the greatest success were those who typically were coachable and open-minded. Finally, what is the most exciting part of the whole process? Ooh, the most exciting part of the whole process, the most exciting part of my work. I got to be honest, Nicole, it really is taking clients from ideation to completion, like seeing them go from an idea and helping them map it out and outline it to where it becomes a book, like the look on their faces when they see their thoughts, experiences and stories organized into a book. Oh. I'm sorry for the sound effects, but it, I like it. It's priceless. It really is. Oh, my gosh. Thank you again, Nicole, for lending your platform. It was a pleasure speaking with you today. And to the listeners out there, if you are a leader in your industry, you've been teaching, studying or doing a specific task or thing for five plus consecutive years, then I encourage you to transform your leadership into authorship by way of an influential book. Apply to my book coaching program at nharv.com slash book coaching. Again, that's N as in Naila, H-A-R-V dot com slash book coaching. And let me help you write a book to position you as an authority in your industry. And if you're like, hey, I want to see you on these internet streets, then follow me on social media. If you like writing tips, 
iced coffee posts, guilty, and some good storytelling. I think I do a fair job at storytelling. Actually, I think I do a good job at storytelling. Then feel free to follow me on social media at nharv.com. Again, that's N as in Naila, H-A-R-V as in Victor, D-O-T-C-O-M. My Instagram, my Instagram, my social media platform of choice, of course, I just said it is Instagram, but I am on all of the social platforms at nharv.com. So I will see you um, on the internet. As a wrap up to the show. So when I was younger, I used to see all these books on a bookshelf and they were all about people's life stories at my elementary school. Uh, Rosa Parks, Abraham Lincoln, uh, who were the other cool people? Ah, yes, Helen Keller was one. And then on the back of her book, there were little things. And I said, what? Oh, and they turned out to be a Braille alphabet imprinted on the back of the book for the little kids' youth novel description. So when you look at all of these people's life stories, we think they're important. But in the day, were they really important? Somewhat. But people didn't see the value of them. So I think you can look to somebody like Michelle Obama or anyone you can think of. And in the future, when people are reading books about these people, whether written by them or others helped or, you know, just completely having nothing to do with it, like having a biographer, uh, they are helpful, they're inspiring, and they're complete time capsules of life in this time. You could take somebody like a teacher writing a book about teaching and it teaches you indirectly in the year 2200, about life in the year 2022 and the education system. So everything you do is really important. You don't see it that way. And sometimes, and I'm speaking from experience here, you don't get it right the first time. Like my book, I remember writing The Big Bad Wolf Strikes Rich, and that's a completely different book than what Miss Harvey does. But it's a book that I felt like I just want to have it out there for my movie that I someday make inspired by this. But it's not the final book and the final story. So you can always rework a book into a film. You can rework a book into a better version of that. But anyway, please write a book. I mean, you don't have to feel like a writer. Like, I don't feel like a writer. Um, I don't think I'm a writer, at least in many times when I'm working on music. Uh, but you don't have to be. That's the value of writing a book. I mean... Every single important book I am imagining right now from school that I read for fun just because I saw it on the shelf or I was read it as an assignment. Um, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. Okay, like I, I can think of so many books. Um, Anne Frank, that's one of my favorites. It's tied up there with The Time Machine as my favorite book. So um, you can read all these stories and they have tremendous value. And just remember when Anne Frank started writing her diary, her diary was just about making fun of girls at school and being pesky and all kinds of stuff. It shows you the human value of how she was a real person during the Holocaust. So keep that in mind. And also thank you so much to Miss Harvey for coming on this program. And for all the people listening, please write a book. Write a book in your lifetime. It doesn't matter if it's poetry or whatever it is. Write a book. Be part of the value of the human spirit and capturing it in this lifetime that you were blessed with. Thank you so much. And I hope to see more of you often with my podcast. New vibe, new positivity and happy feelings that I, I got rid of all the old shows except for the interviews. And I'm trying to make it educational or fun, you know, entertaining. So I hope this episode has value for you.